0: Hey, what's up, friends? Graham Bolton here. So good to have you here with us today for another awesome episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. My guest today is my friend, Brian Fanzo, who's going to be joining me to talk about one of the hottest mobile apps here early in 2021, why speakers definitely want to be paying attention to it. We're going to be talking about none other than Clubhouse, but don't worry if you haven't heard of it yet. Uh, after this episode today, you're going to know everything you need to know, all things Clubhouse. Brian's going to break down exactly what Clubhouse is or what it isn't, why you actually need an invite to get on the app fairly easy way to get that invite that you need and most importantly how he has seen speakers using clubhouse to expand their network and book more paid gigs now i know not everyone loves new technology the last thing some of you want to do is just add another social media app to your life totally get that i probably fall into that camp a little bit myself but i want you to give this episode a listen and see what you think because ultimately it's up to you to decide whether or not you want to give clubhouse a try but this episode is going to give you all you need to know to make that decision so Let's get right into it. Here's my conversation on using Clubhouse for speakers to book more gigs. We're going to be talking with Brian Fanzo. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Good to have you here with us today. We are joined by a friend of the program and my personal friend, Mr. Brian Fanzo. Brian, what's up, man? How are you today?
1: What's up, man? Happy 2021. Good to yes, see you.
0: Yes, sir. We are into it. Let's get into it. We are going to be talking about all things Clubhouse, which is just the, uh, the, the the pretty girl at the dance, apparently, that everybody wants to hang out with and talk with, and everybody's intimidated by and all the things. So uh, I, I, I told you right before we started recording here, and we've been texting a little bit about this, I have downloaded clubhouse i've signed up for an account and that's about as far as i've got but i know talking with you talking with some other people that they've seen some some massive engagement for clubhouse and the opportunities specifically for speakers potentially booking gigs uh so first of all once you kind of give us just a, a snapshot of like for those who have no clue what we're talking about maybe they've heard the buzzwords from a teenager or something uh what is clubhouse
1: Sure, sure. So it is definitely getting a a lot of hype, but that hype is kind of new. Um, And the cool thing is if you are an audio fan, which means you're listening to this show, then you're going to be interested in this because it's an audio only. They call it drop in audio is what they're referring to. It is audio only iOS only. Uh, platform that if you think about it this way, it's kind of like going back to like the love line or like calling into your favorite radio show in, in a sense, but it's an audio only app at the moment only available on your iPhone and iOS devices. So that's one of the limitations and it is invite only, but I will tell you, if you go to the website and sign up for your user account, if anyone in your contacts is already on the app, it'll actually pop up for them to be able to, to admit you in. Um, I believe they just hit 6 million users uh, just just this week while we're recording it. And uh, I joined uh, back in November and I don't believe they're at 100,000 users. So it's been a, a definite quick rise. But if you think about it this way, it's audio only. So there's zero chat within the app itself. And so you create a profile and the only thing that you get kind of from a profile is you get a picture and you get a, a text description. And then the, the the premise is that there are, you create a room or you join a room that has th- kind of three different sections. The one section at the top are those that are speaking. They'll have like a microphone uh, you know, logo uh, icon underneath their name. Mm-hmm. And then those are the ones that kind of have the ability to unmute and mute. So the people that create the room, people that are brought up on stage. And then there's two sections below that are the public listeners. One of them are the public listeners that are followed by the, the those that are on the stage. So there's like a little subsection. And then everyone else. And so what's really neat about this is it's it's beautiful serendipity in an audio format that allows you to multitask and use your device. So you can actually swipe out of the device and do the rest of your things in your day to day. But a lot of the way that the kind of like I guess to give like a scenario and and kind of some of the things that we're doing, you know, creating a room just means and and anyone can create a room. So um, all you do is click the you know create room button. And what that means is it just opens up to anyone that's following you to be able to hear you talk on on the audio device so it's either your airpods um, you can connect it to um, a couple of the external devices but airpods or just your speakerphone yeah. and then anyone that's following you can join in and listen and if you you as the person that creates the room has the ability to, to allow the audience to raise their hand and so if they raise their hand you can you can click on them and then their microphone is now hot and they can interact with you and and chat back and forth and of course you can keep them up there have a conversation or you can send them back what would be what they call to the audience and so really what it's allowing is kind of like a conference call line like conference call uh you know bridge but allowing it to be public you know you know public visibility but also the ability to bring people in and out and and it's just simply based on your avatar and your profile so what it has been really interesting is it allows some beautiful serendipity in the idea of you know hey i'm gonna i'm gonna have a conversation with a couple of people and then anyone can listen in. And if someone wants to add value to it, they can raise their hand. And so in the last couple of weeks, uh, we've seen Elon Musk jump on, um, uh, being interviewed on the platform. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg was just on this past weekend and actually last night, uh, the white house was on, uh, under the official white house account, which I was, thought was, uh, pretty interesting. And so there's some different styles. Like you, if you think about it from you know, the speaker world, you can create like a panel type discussion. Right. So yesterday I brought our good friend Jay bear on, mm-hmm. uh, and I interviewed Jay Bear for about an hour. So I, I kind of scheduled it out. I said, hey, we're doing this every Tuesday morning. Inter- sat down with Jay. Was doing a little interview. So the first hour, I just interviewed him, and everyone could listen in. And then I said, "Okay, we're going to open it up for questions. Feel free to raise your hands." People raise their hand, which is you know not raising your hand in person, but it pops up on my screen. And I just add you to the stage. You ask your question, and then I can send you back to the audience, and the next person can ask their question. So it really allows kind of like that access that you you know kind of pretty interesting in that scenario. And the the serendipity to me is part of like the beauty because like I created that you know. Uh, the uh, room yesterday and then I was having that conversation and in job Eric Qualman Ann Hanley, Mitch Joel, and and would, they were just on the app and saw, Hey, this conversation's going, they jumped into the audience to listen. I can bring them up into the conversation. So, Yeah, go ahead. I was going
0: to say I've I've heard it's kind of like a, like if you're going to a conference and you're just kind of walking through and there's all these different meeting rooms that are happening with either a workshop or a panel discussion and you can kind of just hop in and out of rooms as yep. as you see fit. Um, yeah, on like, all different like, types of topics and yeah, all different like, ideas.
1: I, I like to think of it as like they are pop-up masterminds, right? Like if mm-hmm. you think about it from like that, you know, cause it is collaborative and, and you know, um, just this weekend, Les Brown was on there and I got, I had the pleasure of talking to him for almost a half hour and I, I've, oh. I've known Les for, I should have stage twice, but I like didn't get within 300 feet of them. Yeah. And I, I just was on the stage and the topic was something uh, we were talking about, uh Creating your X factor. And he jumped in the room. We pulled him up and he literally just spit fire for almost an hour. And what, what Les said was Les has done like a, a Sunday call, I think for 11 years, uh, a conference call every Sunday night. And for him, he's moving it into the clubhouse because he looked at it as not only kind of a mastermind style, but he was like, hey, I can share all of this, I can open up for A. Or I can change up the format, right? You could bring up a guest. You can actually have, you know, so like that mastermind style where it can be one person talking, it can be lots of people talking. It can be a couple of panelists and then a couple of speakers that are adding into that piece. So it definitely is like you're walking a conference hallway. And I like the idea that, I can listen passively. right? can just listen. I don't have to raise my hand. I don't have to be called up on stage. I don't have to you know, worry about you know, being muted or unmuted. Um, but then I can also participate. And the other piece of this is it is not recorded right now under yeah. their, their current. Um, they do allow some things to be recorded. They have some. They're changing their term and services like as they kind of go at the moment. Um, you have to put it in the title. You have to have a private room. There's some like. But for the most part, everything is if you're not in there listening you're missing out, so that kind of adds a little bit to that, you know, idea where I can't send you the hour that I sat with Les Brown because yeah. uh, there's no recording of it.
0: Yeah, which is one thing I, I guess initially my reaction was I didn't love that because I love listening to podcasts. I listen to podcasts on a daily basis, and it's more it was pre-recorded. You and I were, are ultimately pre-recording this now. People right. can listen to this at any point in the future. But with with uh, with Clubhouse, it seems like you know if you miss the window, you miss the window. Which like to your point, also creates potentially some FOMO there where people want to be a part of it. So let me ask you this uh it is you know clubhouse has been around for just a couple of months now uh we have all been around long enough to see these various social media platforms come and go and and some that are still around some that are way gone some that are still trendy for a minute and, and not later you have your, your tiktok your Snapchat, your yep. all the way back to my spaces so why isn't this just another shiny object that's here today gone tomorrow or do you so, think it is or do you think it has real staying power
1: I like this question because I can tell you, I joined in August originally and I lasted one week and I did not enjoy it. I felt like it was the, it was very like one way, uh, kind of like just people broadcasting their own opinion at the audience. Uh, and then I, I had a friend, uh, Lindsay, she kind of nudged me. She's like, you probably want to get back on. And so I joined again in November and for me, I. I, I believe it's, it's the most unique platform I've ever been a part of for this one reason is it's the only platform I know of that prioritizes conversations over content because not only is it, are they live, but it's because it's audio only. And, and we know like, as podcasters and podcast listeners, like, I mean, I, I create a lot of video, right. And, and I've, mm-hmm. I've been an early adopter on places where it felt different, but it didn't feel, it, it felt Like, hey, this is something different, but it didn't feel like something unique, right? And so, like, I've made that mistake where I'm like, uh, you know, Meerkat or even Google Plus. Like, there's Mm -hmm. some things where you're like, cool, but I'm not sure. But the thing that I I found really about Clubhouse that really stood out to me is. Those of us that love audio, we we understand the power of audio, right? That mm-hmm. the intimacy. And and I've been talking about this for those that aren't podcast listeners of like, you know, those that read a book, when the movie comes out, everyone hates the movie. Because when you read the book, you get to visualize what you're reading, right? When if it says the castle, you picture what the castle looks like. Therefore the movie's never going to match the that that the reading of that book. And that's why I've always been attached to podcasts. And the interesting thing in this uh, you know, audio-only Clubhouse app is not only does it allow that like intimacy because you just hear someone's voice, but you're talking on your phone. And for the most part, who do we talk to on the phone? Family, friends, and maybe some people we work with. And so it's really created this layer of authenticity that I've really never seen anywhere else because you can't outsource it. You can't schedule it. You can't have your admin do it. You have to be there to show up to participate. And I actually think of it as... I think it's a beautiful thing for the podcast space because I believe it's turning so many people on to the audio format but I also think of it as, you know, podcasting is the on-demand. Whenever I want to listen to something, I can listen to it. Where I'm looking at Clubhouse as, hey, I know something is happening right now that I can you know participate in or I can listen into that I can't get anywhere else, but it doesn't really have that like evergreen uh, staying power, right? So like, I mean, even some of the conversations that, that have been had are very much in the moment, but I can tell you that authenticity, I, I've been blown away just at the the rawness that people are able, it, it's a weird feeling, but it's almost as if, well, no, I don't have to put on a show. No one's looking at me. There's no filters. You almost have to show up as your whole self because you can't really fake it. Right. There's no, like, yeah. so it, it, like in the world of social media where we've had filters and we had all these things, in my opinion, it really shines through that. And as speakers, it gives us our—I mean that really nice ability to build trust through our voice and showing up consistently.
0: So it seems like on the on the outside looking in like when we're like right now we're recording a podcast that it's hypothetically someone could listen to years from now, you know, and as they're listening, they're like, Oh yeah. You remember clubhouse when that was a thing anyway. <laughs> uh, but when it seems like with something like clubhouse that because it's only live because it's re- rec- or not recorded, that it seems like, uh, it, it, it could potentially be time consuming. Like I heard someone else yes. describe it as like a, almost like a radio talk show, you know, and you may have live callers come in and you may share an idea and you may have a, a panel thing, um, which means to be good at it, you've got to be showing up live, pretty consistently. Um, So what are you finding as far as like how much time to be investing in it and whether or not it's worth it?
1: So, you know, I think as an early adopter, I'm one that loves to like lean in hard on it. Right. So I've been spending a lot of time uh, and that's just kind of part of my personality, but I've also really been focusing on, and you know, this is the same when I looked at TikTok. I mean, I I was studying TikTok for 18 months before I even ever created my own TikTok. You know, I, I like looking at it and saying, what are the core functionalities that we could take and really implement anywhere? And like, how does that look? And I think as if we look at it from that perspective, right, the idea that we want to feel connected with people the idea of serendipity, right? Like serendipity really doesn't exist on social media right now. Like, I mean, has anyone tried to search for something they were looking for on Facebook? Like, <laughs> I mean, I can't find anything with like Facebook search, right? Like right. I, even if I knew something was going on, I couldn't find it. Yeah. And the interesting thing on Clubhouse is that serendipity, but they also have a really great scheduling function. Like, I mean, this is the part that kind of blows my mind a little bit is that you can schedule a room. So I have a room every morning, uh, every Tuesday morning at 9am that I'm doing around personal branding and marketing. That's my 9am. My room and I can schedule it within the app. But the nice functionality is the actual schedule allows the audience to add it to their calendar. Right in the app, so your Google Calendar or your Apple Calendar. I mean, Facebook Live still hasn't figured that out, right? Like when yeah. when you schedule a Facebook Live, you hit reminder, it goes into the notification you know right. world of Facebook. And so I believe there is a time commitment, especially early on. And part of the time commitment I do believe is where we're at current state of the world, right? We are in a pandemic. We have f- felt so disconnected. You know, a lot of our speaker friends. I mean. I feel as though like we're all connected on social, but in the last month, I feel like we've been like not only connected, but sharing and collaborating and, and doing some things that just, we just haven't done. And so I do believe there's a, a time commitment to getting used to the, some of the culture. And I will say the, the set that is most unique is the moderator functionality, right? So when you're the moderator, you have the ability to, to turn on the hand raising, bring people up and down. You get to be the one that you know has people ask questions. And we all know, like and, and, you know, it's the funny thing about this is the speakers, I think, can be the most aware on this app because it's just like when you give a microphone to the audience and say ask a question. Mm-hmm. It's like an hour TED talk that they give you, right? When they're asking a the question. Well, that's in this format on clubhouse right so part of the reason it's really long right now people are spending so much time is the audience isn't used to brevity or even used to this idea of like oh my goodness, I have the mic, right? Like, how do I share? And so moderators, as moderators, we're getting much better at facilitating those conversations. So what I what I would say, and, and I was joking this with yesterday with Jay, was like, Jay came on, Jay hasn't spent much time on the app at all, but I ran moderation, right? So I brought people up, I edified them. So right when they came up, rather than saying, introduce yourself and ask your question, I click on their profile and say, Hey, Grant Baldwin, author, speaker, you know, Dad, so glad that you were up here. What is your question for our guest? And yeah. then that kind of like sets them up. So for me, if you're thinking about, it, like, where does the time commitment go? I think that moderator skill is definitely one that takes a while because there's no verbal cues, right? You yeah. can only see when someone unmutes or mutes their microphone. So those kind of things, I think are a little bit time consuming. The other piece of it, is the serendipity you can just drop in and drop out, right? like the the I mean the founders said this, like they're like, we want you to remove all the social norms that you normally have. Like if you're on stage and you're adding value and you get a phone call or the kids come in, just jump out. Like they want it to be truly drop in, drop out audio. Like that's how they, that's how they explain it. Uh, but I was texting with Anne Hanley yesterday and I was like, it feels weird leaving. Like you're up there having a conversation and you're like, well, I gotta go. But I'm out. They don't want, <laughs> yeah, but they don't want, there's no, and here's the thing that there's no global chat there's no even direct message. So you message using Instagram. Instagram and Twitter are the only two link outs you get within the platform. But because there's no global chat, there's something beautiful that you can't do drive by thought leadership. Right? we've seen that on Facebook Lives. Right, when someone jumps in and like, "Hey, so much," because they just want you know, say one thing real quick and add value in you know, "quote unquote" the the word value in quotes. And so, because of that, it has a sticky factor where if you want to participate, you're going to raise your hand and then you're going to you know get called up and then you're going to wait in your turn. And so, like, there's something beautiful about this, like almost going back and forcing us. To be kind to each other and let people have their space. Yeah. And so there's something like to me that really stands out in that format. So the moderator skill set, I think, is definitely a time commitment. When you first get on, the ability to drop in just feels very exciting. But I do believe you can be very intentional with your time, show up for certain things that you schedule and still get some massive value.
0: Hey friends, I got a question for you. Considering where you are in your speaking journey, what are your next steps to take your speaking career to the next level? If your answer is, I I have no idea, or I have too many ideas, I don't know where to start, let me give you what I believe is the best next step that you can take. I want you to book a call with the Speaker Lab team today over at thespeakerlab.com slash coach. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash coach to see if our personalized coaching program is right for you. We have helped literally thousands of speakers from all over the world find and book more speaking gigs and we'd love to see if we could help you as well. Our personalized coaching program features done for you websites, done for you demo videos, weekly coaching calls, access to all of our educational content. We find speaking leads specifically for you and so much more. You've got the talent. You've got the drive. Let us give you the plan to execute. All you got to do is book your call today by going to thespeakerlab.com slash coach. Again, that is the slash coach. So, as speakers, uh, which is obviously our audience, we're we're busy. We have uh, plenty going on. We're not looking for one more platform to be on or one more thing to do. So, I'm curious, specifically for speakers, how they could or should be using it to benefit and grow their business, and ideally to book speaking gigs. Before we get there, can you first tell us again? You've been on the platform for you know a couple months now. I know just in, in texting a conversation uh, privately that you've mentioned like it, it's really moved the needle for you. So, what? How has how has being on platform or being on Clubhouse, how has it moved the needle in your speaking business?
1: So that's a great question. And so for me, what I found out over the last three years of my speaking business was, you know, I, I always like to say, I don't, I've never, I don't speak for free, but there's many times I speak for no fee, right? Like I, there's, there's where in that case, and the place that I've found best for me to speak for no fee has been an audience that doesn't know me and never heard of me, right? Like that is like what one of the things that I've discovered. On this app, the diversity of voices and people is unlike anything I've ever seen before. A majority of the rooms, when I jump into them, there could be 300 people in there. And I'm not saying I have a massive following, but I'm pretty active on social across the board. Yep most people are not in my, my typical circle. Most people are not connected with me because of just the way that the app has grown. It's, it's v- because of the invite only format, like it almost has created this very different subsection. And so there's a couple of ways from a speaker perspective that I found value. I would say, th- and I've, this would be my number one tip. If you want to stand out, grow a following, make a difference is the ability to ask great questions that are tied to what your passion and purpose is. And what I mean by that is there are so many rooms with so many great people that are doing all these things. The tendency is like, I have to create a room and bring everybody to me. I've actually found that my, I mean, the two gigs that I booked immediately um, from the app were not rooms that I created and I was not the guest on stage. What had happened was I knew somebody that was on stage. I raised my hand. They brought me up and they're like, Fanzo, so glad to see you on here. What's your question for our panel? And I had had been listening for a while, checked out a couple of the profiles of the brands that were on the stage. And I asked a question very much aligned to, you know, how are you looking at the future of connecting with millennials and Gen Z in this world of influencer marketing, right? And it was very very, you know, from that side, because I knew that the brands on stage were brands that are in that space. And I also knew it was kind of on theme. And 30 minutes after I asked the question, one of the brand representatives, uh, you know, sent me a DM on Instagram and was like, oh my goodness, I checked out your profile. How do I not know about you? That way you asked that question, that dialogue you created, I didn't, I didn't know if I can bring you to talk to my team. And sure enough, we got on a phone call, uh, you know, with Michelle and myself and we booked a, a virtual event uh, spot, so I'm going to do a virtual event for him. So the asking great questions is, to me, I mean, it's the way to stand out, right? There's, it's, it's it's, a skill that most don't have, right? Most of people are saying... How do I get more following? Or how do I, you know, there's a lot of public speaking rooms. So a lot of people are like, how do I grow my speaking business? Yeah. But I would argue what you, the, the better questions you ask, the better it can be. The second piece from like, uh, you know, like, let, let, me, ask, let me jump in. Oh, yeah.
0: Let me ask that question. So yep. is it in that case, what you just described, is it better to be the host or be the participant in a, uh, because it feels like you know, you have a big following on there. I just signed up. I don't know how many people are following me, but it feels like one of those things where um, you, you you need a big following in order to make it work. So if you are getting started and you're brand new and you don't have the big following, does it even make sense to host a room or is it better to just find targeted rooms and be a really, really, really good participant in those?
1: I think if you want to become the moderator role and ho- and like and create like kind of like your consistent run, I do think creating rooms and kind of getting used to it is important. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to get you listeners, right? The listeners are going to come by asking great questions in rooms that people already have big followings, right? And like okay. and I and I say some rooms are a hundred, some rooms are fifteen hundred. Um, the max per room at the moment is five thousand people. So like Elon Musk and Zuckerberg, they had, they, I mean Zuckerberg or Elon had uh, five thousand in that room, and then there was a lot of people doing like overflow rooms where. They're doing like listening type parties, Um, so I I would actually argue if you're going on the app and you kind of want to like stand out and you just want to figure out your role. I a lot of people are going to say create a room because you want to bring people to you. I don't. I disagree. I believe asking great questions and ultimately using the network that you already have. Right, like a lot of our friends in NSA, you know, immediately if they see me in a room, they'll jump in the audience. They know if they're raising their hands. They pop up and if I'm familiar with them, I'm like, hey, Tom Singer, how's it going? I know you're the host of the new, you know, like." And I, you can not only edify them that way, but like kind of like amplify them to the audience that's watching. And because it's such an easy multitask app, majority of people when they're listening are tapping on everyone else's profile. So simply asking a great question and staying around to be part of the conversation gets you that's where people are kind of connecting with you. And so I think that like to me yesterday, you know, the, the we did I mean we had 3 hours. Jay stayed on the app for 3 hours which it, to me is a testament to the app because I've never. Jay has been a good friend for a long, long time. He's never given me three hours of his time for anything, <laughs> right? He's a, and he even like he canceled a meeting. He texted me. He's like, "Hey, I'm enjoying this. Keep it going, right?" And we had a, the average size of the room was like 150, and it grew to like 300 and came down. But over those three hours, we probably went through, 85 questions, and you know multiple times when we reset it, we're like, "And make sure you guys check out Jay Bear's new book, you know, Talk Triggers, right?" And so yeah. I think one of the things you think about it from a speaker perspective, it is. To I think collaborating and finding those speakers that you can you know be pulled up on stage with and also do rooms with like I, I I think the the tendency for us as speakers is like well how do I control the narrative and I think on this platform it's not controlling the narrative how do I collaborate with someone that's good at modifying or moderating the room so that I can be the subject matter expert right and like to me that's the place where us as speakers can really shine. And that would be like my second piece. So like there's a lot of rooms on public speaking on the, on this uh, app. And um, I've teamed up with a couple of speakers and we do a room on Fridays um, afternoon uh, and we do it all on public speaking. And I can tell you, it's probably one of the most popular topics on the app. If you just type in public speaking um, in there and it's mostly just, Hey, we do like public speaking and then we'll do like building your business, public speaking, crafting your story, public speaking, building a media kit, whatever that may be. Um, And so you usually have like, eight or nine speakers that are brought in there that are kind of driving the conversation and then bringing people up on stage. And the interesting thing for me, Has been that's allowed me to connect with speakers that are actually part of our circle that I've just never had FaceTime with. Uh, A friend, Andy Henriquez, he's been on stage at NSA. I've known of him, but we've never crossed paths. I wasn't even following him on social yet because I asked a question in the room, we've kind of connected. So I think the one part of it is asking great questions. The other part is helping people become better public speakers and collaborating with speakers. And then I think the third one is establishing your thought leadership in, in a format of like building trust, right? So an idea of just giving, right? The old Gary Vaynerchuk, jab, 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 right hook, like that idea of how do I serve? And, and I can tell you for me, that is part has been really, really refreshing, but I have to give you this last part of the, of the speaker piece. I'm an extrovert. I've traveled my entire career. 2020 has been tough. Like it's been really tough, not feeling connected, not having my, like, my, like, where do I pull my energy? Where do I find my people? I can honestly tell you my mental health has never been better since I've been on this app Mm -hmm. because of my, I've been able to serve, which we all love to do, right? It's part of the reason we, we enjoy our, you know, being on stages. I've been able to connect with people deeply, right? I've been able to listen and learn. I've been able to connect with them a direct message on Instagram. It's turned into zoom calls. And honestly, there are, there are conversations that I'm able to drop in on that are going to allow me to be a better speaker in ways I never imagined. Mm. I dropped in a room the other day with five PhDs on the psychology of talking about mental health conversations. Mm. And I, I'm a big mental health advocate, with so ADHD superpower. I, I mean, it was a Harvard PhD and four other ones, two of them had just got out of the hospital and having this massive conversation around how the patients are handling things like, should we use the word wellness or should we use the word illness? And they were having this conversation. So for me as a speaker, I mean, I took pages of notes being like, how can I be better with that narrative when I'm having these conversations on stage or, you know, around the the community. And so to me, that's one of them that I can't say other, there isn't another social channel that I've found that gives me that fulfillment. And I, I think it might be a little bit because of the time, you know, the, where the pandemic, it might be a little bit because of the early adoption and it's audio only, but at the moment it's, I mean, it's pretty powerful.
0: So should, for, should a speaker's goal be to figure out, okay, let's say for example, like when I was speaking full-time, I was doing a lot in the education space. So I was speaking in a lot of high schools and colleges. So would my job or my best uh, time on Clubhouse be spent trying to figure out the decision makers that would hire me, well, let's say it's an orientation director to college, what groups, what um, would they be a part of and trying to just um, uh, carefully insert myself into that conversation? Is that? Would that be the best way to kind of go that, about using it?
1: Without question. Like there was a great room the other day um, and it was um, uh, the intersection of innovation and higher education. Right. And I jumped in that room. There was 500 people up there. There was uh, you know, a couple uh, professors from USC. And then there were are a lot of people in the space of trying to transform education from a you know, university perspective. There's a K through 12 advisor. And to me, that's like the beauty of the app. Right. It's that is yeah. that cross section. So I like the way that you asked that, too. The other piece of it is what I found is that there are also the connections where someone that knows a speaker or someone that you know, has a following that is in a certain space a lot of the brands and a lot of the people that, because there is no, like, you can't like create a brand account on there. You have to show up as yourself, right? There's no, like, you, you don't create your company account. Like, it's not like an IBM account, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of IBMers on there, right? For, for just like the example. And so the interesting thing that I've found is if you do a topic about your, your subject matter and you're like, you know, things that I've been learning on, you know, for me, one of the, like, things that I've been learning about generational collaboration, what I've really found is there are a lot of leaders in executive roles that are jumping into that conversation just to listen, sending me a direct message and saying, I've never heard anyone talk about it in that format. Like, what's your, you know, how do I get contact with you to, to figure out what the next step is, right? Like, so in, in, a, in a space where they wouldn't be looking for that on Instagram, like per se, right? You're like, that ability when you get on there, and, and, and I didn't say this before, but the search functionality is fairly good on Clubhouse. So you can search for any keywords. But you can also select interests that, that that excite you, right? So you can select yeah. storytelling, public speaking, entrepreneurship. If, if it's higher education, that could be one. Um, and there's also a couple room, uh, you know, room, so there's rooms of the things you jump into. And then there's a, like another layer, which they call clubs. Which if you think about it, it's like a container that can hold multiple rooms. And so there is there's a club called um, Higher Education Innovators. And there's a like I think there's probably fifteen people that can uh, create rooms under that. And so you could just follow that club. Anytime that club is going live, you can jump into any of those rooms and you know that the people that are in there for the most part are caring about that general club topic.
0: So when you are either um, probably more so as a moderator or as a host more than than being a participant or asking questions, are you giving some type of call to action? Because it's got to be more than just kind of let me share some ideas. Okay, bye. Like you, ultimately, you want to, uh, assumingly, take the conversation off of Clubhouse and continue it in some way. And some of that sounds like like making a good profile and having some other links that that people can can use. But it seems like, especially if you're hosting or moderating something and it's going for you know, like you mentioned, like with Jay, you're talking for three hours over the course of that, you're going to have hundreds of people coming and going. I think about like a right. like a talk radio show that maybe a three hour talk radio show that you may only hear ten minutes of, right? Um. So are you are you giving any type of call to action or trying to connect how to connect with with you offline or are you having to do that every you know 15 minutes or what kind of what what is that like
1: so there so there, the culture there on the app there isn't a lot of i would say verbal call to action unless it's prompted by a question so the the when I first got on, there was a lot more of like the every 15 minutes, like make sure you sign up for it. But yeah. what I've really found valuable is if you can craft the title and align yourself with people that are around that similar topic and you have an opt-in or a list, uh, you're like, Hey, I have the top 10 things to, to think about you know, when you're creating your next virtual presentation, right? When someone comes up and is like, I'm really trying to you know, improve my pre- virtual presentation. I give them the entire thing. And I'm like, send me a DM on Instagram and I'll get you that, the, the guide that I have that gets you there. And I will tell you, in January, I grew 1,800 followers on Instagram, and 2,100 people opted in to my list wow. by not have, and I didn't even have, I don't even have the opt-in on my. Uh, profile I because for me it's you know I'm, I'm serving there but when they hear me I'm like hey by the way I have that in here so yeah. like to me that has been one of the, the pieces the other one as um, we recently just did this was because people drop in and drop out and because it's live what we've been doing is we've, I've actually had someone uh, one of my admins come in and she's taking overall notes on some of the questions that are asked some of the main takeaways and I just tell them hey send me a DM on Instagram with you know uh, misfit mafia which is the name of the club that I run there on the app and I say just say Misfit Mafia and the date and I'll get you access to the notes so you can hear some of the questions that you missed right so you're not recording it but you're yeah. giving them some of that that higher level so that's been the feast for me that has been really interesting and I will also say I don't have a call to action on my podcast on there but I have my podcast listed right in the app I've had more downloads for my podcast this month than I have in the last two years and I believe it's partially that like, oh, I like his voice, or I can stand. <laughs> For me, I was like, they can stand my voice and they know not to listen to it at one and a half speed, right? Because I talk fast. <laughs> but I've that kind of that surprised me, right? When I f- I first clicked on it that first week of January, I'm like, this can't be a trend, but it kind of makes uh, sense. If someone drops in, hears you speaking, here's your audio going over there. And so I think there are some people that are kind of doing some hard selling on there. But what I've found that really works is it's that like, it's that prompted. And, that, and honestly, I've created a kind of guide around that. And then the other thing is because the audience is so diverse to me, and I say diverse, not only in diverse in backgrounds, diverse in race, diverse in sexual orientation, diverse in age group. I mean, the age group is very, I mean, very diverse group. What I found is I actually track a lot of, I mean, I have over 180 questions just on the topic of influencer marketing that I've never heard framed that way. Hmm. And to like something like that from a speaker, like not only can that be content creation, but yeah. that can also be like, wow, how can I create my message a little bit different when I'm reaching out to, to brands and companies? So that's been a way as well.
0: So we can't, uh, we can't just talk about a uh, clubhouse with actually, without actually creating a clubhouse group. No, I, yes. I did, it was a group, a, right? A room. It's a room. Room. Yeah, we're room. a room. Okay. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So <laughs> you and I are going to be kind of uh, what are we co-hosting it? What, what are we doing yep. here?
1: Yeah, we're going to co- co-moderate. Yeah. We're going to co-moderate. co-moderate.
0: All right. Co-moderate March the 4th. All right. March yes. the 4th, which, uh, is a couple days from when this episode is dropping. We will send some emails out about that. Uh, you can follow me on clubhouse at Grant Baldwin. Uh, you can follow Vanzo. We're at?
1: It's at iSocialFans, but my my alias on there is Fanzo uh, because there's so many Brian's. So um, you can search Fanzo or uh, Fans, but most it's funny now, most people now know from Clubhouse are now uh, Fanzo there. So yeah, I'm excited excited to have you over there at Clubhouse and we'll have some fun with it.
0: So listen, I, again, I, I totally have no clue other than I've downloaded the app and I have a profile and that's literally the extent of it. So uh, this will be my first time actually going live on this. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm assuming we're going to be talking about Clubhouse for speakers. We're going to be talking about a question that you have about all things speaking. Uh, I don't know, maybe we'll we'll schedule for an hour and go for three hours. Who knows? But make sure you're there. So between now and then, before we get to March 4th, when you and I are going to be going live on that, uh, what should next steps be for speakers who, again, I've heard of clubhouse. Do I want to mess with it? sounds like next step would be obviously download it. It's only for iOS currently, uh, sign up for a, for an account and then just kind of pop into some rooms, listen to some stuff. You don't have to host or moderate anything for now, just for now, just be listening and trying to get a feel for, uh, for how the, the app works. Would that, would that be fair next steps?
1: It would be. And I will I was, I will challenge the audience for this too, is, The following on this app is different than I've seen on any other app, right? It's much more TikTok-like from the algorithm than any other platform. The the, you you don't see all of the rooms that are going on. There's no like the global view that you see everything. What you see are the rooms that you are people that you are following. So I what what I've done is I'm very meticulous on if someone asks a great question and I look at their bio, I'm like, well, that's an interesting thing. I have a much more tendency to follow them than I'm like, oh, that person I know on Instagram is now on the app, right? Because what I've found is it opens up some dialogue and some conversations in your feed. So yeah, definitely do that. I would definitely check it out. If you don't have an invite, when you sign up to click in there, it'll say like, hey, you're on the list. It, the nice part is if someone is on there, they, um, you know, if someone on your contacts or has you in your contacts, um, it'll, we'll be able to bump you up. The other thing that I've found that's really nice is they're actually starting to ramp up the amount of invites that we can start giving out. So you'll start to get a little bit more traction. I know people get overwhelmed with that. And if you Google Clubhouse right now, it's like, you know, how do I pay for an invite? or you know, well scam artists, people think, I, yeah. but I, for me, it's, you know, sign up for your account. If you have, you know, have an invite, it'll drop you right in. If someone that is in there, if you know, if you're in my contact list, it'll call them and say, Hey, Graham Baldwin um, has joined uh clubhouse. Do you want to let him in? And I just hit yes. And you know, they add you to the thing and you're good to go. And so I think that to me is the, you know, I would say be strategic with your, with your following who you follow, drop it in rooms and listen. And I would say, be curious. Like it's an app that I mean, my aha moment, the name of the room was Jacks of All Trades, Masters of None, Welcome. That was the name of the room. And I was like, oh, that's me. I've always been a journalist. And I clicked in there. I didn't know a single person in the room. The entire room, I was like, so I waited, about. I listened for about a half hour, loved the conversation. I raised my hand, pulled up on stage. I was like, oh my goodness, guys, I love this vibe. You know, Here's a little bit about who I am. And here's my thoughts on the topic. They're like, hey, can we keep you up here and have this conversation? I spent three hours in that room. And I met people that had never heard of me that didn't know me, but that were like me that said, Hey, I can't really, I'm not a niche person. I'm a person that is multi-hyphenated. I have lots of interests. Mm -hmm. And it was really like finding my tribe, finding my people. And I remember I woke up December 10th. So this was December 9th of 2020. I woke up December 10th and I felt different for the first time in that year of finding, like, I found people that are like me that I haven't been connected with on social. And to me, that curiosity, right? Being able to jump in that room, even though I didn't know a name on that list, right? Like we have a tendency like, oh, I don't know anybody I'm going to get out. To me, this app is a beautiful way of kind of discovering new ways to find your people.
0: Very good, Brian. I'm looking forward to, uh, to hopping on and, uh, hanging out with you, um, between now and then again, I encourage people to, to follow both of us on, on clubhouse, but if people want to find out more about you and what you're doing outside of clubhouse, where can we go?
1: Sure, it's uh, BrianFanzo.com. So BrianFanzo.com uh, is my speaker website. It has all my virtual event stuff up there as well. And you know, if you're interested, so there's I do run a club over there. It's called Misfit Mafia. And so I have uh, some content going live, actually going live the day we're recording this. So it's kind of cool. So MisfitMafia.club. So if you go to MisfitMafia.club, you don't have to be on Clubhouse to find it valuable. I talk about everything from moderating to what does it mean to be multi-hyphenated and how do we have to do things differently for those of us that don't have a niche. So so i'm excited for that because it's been it's been a lot of fun to connect with those you know that and, and clarity if you have a niche i'm such a big believer in doubling down and owning it and making it your thing but there's some of us that have struggled to find that niche or haven't figured out that that mix and so that's part of the conversation that i drive over there so yeah misfitmafia.club and uh, you can check that out as well
0: sounds good man we appreciate the time thank you sir All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab Podcast. And before you take off, don't forget if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes. We read every single one of those. It helps, it, helps other people to find the show. Listen, we, we don't charge anything for you to listen to these. We don't have any ads or anything. We do this because we want to serve and support speakers like you. So one small favor we ask of you is that you would leave us some type of a rating and review. And again, we really, really do appreciate that. If you're looking for more help, support as a speaker as you build and grow your business at whatever stage you're at, don't forget to check out thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. we got a ton of free resources and tools over there. So again, check it out over at thespeakerlab.com. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.